0: Hey, A.V. Clubbers, this is John Tatey, your senior editor of the A.V. Club, and it's time for another installment of Mom on Pop, the podcast where my mom, Bonnie Tatey, weighs in on all sorts of pop culture. Mom, are you there? I am. Mom, welcome back to your show.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Now, uh, now
1: I think since we're going to put this up on Monday, yes. we, should, we should have a, a, a contest or something to make people come and listen to us.
0: You think people won't—we put the last one up on Monday and people still listened, but you want to sweeten the pot.
1: Well, I would love to, you know, I would love to sweeten the
0: pot. Okay, what contest did you have in mind?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, I have a prize, but I don't have a contest.
0: I see. So you just decided you would spring this on me at the beginning of our podcast, and I would have to instantly (laughs) come up with a contest for the folks. Huh. Well, uh, I was not prepared for this, Um Well, why don't we get talking, and maybe if I think of something while we're going along, then we'll have a contest. How's that?
1: All right, that will be good. Uh,
0: Because uh, I understand you have, before we get to the TV pilots that we watched, we watched a comedy and a drama from the new fall season, Selfie. And
1: really, the word comedy is is such an injustice, but continue.
0: (laughs) So we've got Selfie, and we'll be talking about Gotham. As well, uh, but first, uh, Mom, you said you had a uh, a bit of a social observation to make. I guess is that right?
1: I did, I did, and even before I do that, mm-hmm. I would like to tell you that as as a great uh, customer of the post office, I seem to be having <laughs> problem after problem at the post office, and I just don't understand.
0: Okay, all right, let's hear the so. Regular listeners will be familiar with your tribulations at the post office, but um, tell us what happened this time.
1: All right. So, my brother had to go to the post office to settle something that's going awry with his mail, which is not the Wilmot post office's fault, but they're the problem. Okay. Okay, so I'll just leave it at that. And since we had been out and gone to the movies, we... I didn't have my post office box key, which I know is like a federal offense for in our little town of how many people live here. What?
0: About a thousand. thousand? About a thousand. Yep.
1: They can't hand you the mail over through the window against the law. But we've done it for 30 years.
0: Yeah, right. It used to be routine. You just walk in, and by the practically by the time you got to the window, Toots, the old postmaster, would have it for you.
1: Right. And a little gossip, too. Yeah. So I went in with him, and I said, could I have my mail? And I told her the box number, and she handed it to me, and she said, I'm not supposed to do this. And I said, yes, I know. I said, I just didn't have my my key with me. This is somebody I've never seen before. mm mm-hmm. And she said, well, I'm just going to write your name down. And I said, don't write my name down. I have a key. I just don't have it with me. And she said, well, I'm just going to write your name down. And I said, I don't want you to write my name down. I said, you're being ridiculous. You're you're just, this is ridiculous.
0: What did you think she was going to do with your name?
1: I don't know. And Daddy said, well, maybe she had a very good reason for that. You know, maybe somebody else would come in and try to get your mail. And I think, well, if they want my shopper and uh, 40 catalogs addressed to Jenna, they are welcome to them. Who the hell wants my mail? So I left. I just, I left. I didn't give her my name or anything. Well, unfortunately, it turns out she's the new postmaster.
0: Mm, Yeah. So when
1: I went in the next time, I had a slip that said I have a package, and I went to the window and I handed her my slip and I said, you know, the box number, and she said, yes, I know.
0: Duh. Wow. How long had she been on the job? Probably three or four hours before you managed to alienate her.
1: That's it. That's it. It was a matter of three days.
0: I don't know. It doesn't. I don't understand why she wanted to write your name down, given that your name is on the mail. Couldn't she could just look at the mail.
1: And if you don't want to give me my mail, just tell me. Hey, we're not allowed to do this, you know, just...
0: Oh, no, I think you're being a little unfair there. If she had said we're not allowed to do this, I think she would have gotten on the uh, revenge list mighty quick. Be honest. you know,
1: nobody wants to be on my side on this.
0: (laughs) All right, well, I'm on your side. I'm sorry you have such trouble getting the mail, and that it is sad that it's not as uh, neighborhood-friendly as it used to be.
1: Right, exactly. All right, here's my other one. Here's my other one. I went in to the sewing store to get some things, none of which they had, but I did find several other things. So I go to the checkout, and the clerk says to me, did you find everything you were looking for? And I said, no. And he asked me what was I looking for, and I gave him the list of three things, and he most helpfully, really, so helpfully, he said, oh.
0: That's it? <laughs> that's it! <laughs> I, that's so funny, because when they asked that, I don't think I've ever said no to that, even if it were true, because I just don't understand what they're going to do for me.
1: Well, I think, this, you know, I'm 62 years old. I've had a shop.
0: Well, that's, that's just the thing, yeah. I mean, I, if I was in the garden hose section and I saw that you didn't have, you know, a 40 foot garden hose, but you had a 20-foot one and a 10-foot one, I'm going to do the math and figure, figure out that you out. don't have that particular item.
1: Right. Well, at the grocery store, I've had them say, would you like us to order that? I don't think we carry that. Would you like us to order it for me? Don't say, oh, why don't you just say to me, hey, why don't you go pound sand? Right. What the hell? What kind of customer service is that? I don't
0: know. Obviously, they're just told to say that, right?
1: Right. Well, don't say that to me. I don't want to hear it. If you don't care, then don't bother me. Don't pretend like you care and then give me the brush off.
0: I'll tell you what drives me nuts is that the Walgreens. You know, I'm at the Walgreens. I'm getting what, like a vitamin water or something like that. Nothing. And uh, they gotta ask you for your zip code. They gotta ask you if you have the loyalty card. And... Oh, I
1: don't play any
0: of that. But they ask you. You gotta answer it. I mean, you can't just stand there. You gotta say no. I don't have the card. No, I don't want the card. You should just look at them. Like English is not my language. <laughs> Sometimes I want to. I'm so tired of answering that question. Then they give me a 18-inch-long receipt for a bottle of water.
1: Oh, I know. With coupons for uh, Metamucil.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: What the hell does that have to do with what
0: I just bought? Anna had an interesting experience the other day. She, uh, I forget what the item was, but let's say it was bottles of water. And um, she noticed she would get three bottles of water at a time. And she noticed that she would get a coupon for four bottles of water.
1: I know, I know this one.
0: (laughs) Tell me, okay, so tell me what happens.
1: I buy, Daddy, two cartons of silk at a time. So I bought two cartons at a time, and I would get a coupon for three, Right, buy three and get a dollar off. So the next time I went in, I just bought one, and I got a coupon for two. Right,
0: that's right. That's creepy to me. Just give me 50 cents off. <laughs> well, it's just the all these systems they have set up to nudge you to buy a little more and a little more.
1: Really? Because all that happens for me is my my pocketbook gets full of crap.
0: Full of the coupons that you never use, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, because you save them thinking you're going to use them and you never use them.
1: Right. Or I put chewing gum inside them or, you know, something. All right, Here's I have another shopping thing, all right? Yep. And didn't, this happened to us when we went to the supermarket. But anyway, let me just tell you, it's interesting to look at what people are buying and to judge them, which I do. Yes. Right?
0: Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, you got to okay. judge them. What's, what's the point of showing up if you're not going to judge them?
1: Right. I, I really don't want people to judge me, but I do judge you. So I was in, well, you can't help it almost, right? Oh,
0: everybody, yeah. I mean, what you right? just said is very funny, but it also could apply to every human being. Yeah.
1: Right, right. I mean, life is so full of small pleasures like this. How, how wonderful for an opportunity to feel superior to somebody buying some pre-made something that right. I would never buy.
0: Right, right. Okay. Yeah.
1: So I'm in CVS. And I'm throwing all my candy bars, and I forget what else. But anyway, putting it all up on the counter. And I'm watching this couple behind me, an elderly couple, and uh, they put their stuff up next to mine. And here's what they had. They had a great big package of Depends and a great big cylinder of glycerin suppositories Wow. And three boxes of
0: Altoids. Okay. At least they had one non-ass item.
1: Well, true.
0: Although I don't know what they're going to do with those Altoids. Maybe I shouldn't.
1: (laughs) What if it's a whole three-part process? Yeah,
0: it could be. (laughs) Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: That's it. That was all they had.
0: I uh, often go to the store to pick up a couple, pick up a couple things, and I think about what the cashier must think of me.
1: Definitely. You know, that's why so many men don't buy their own condoms.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Or they buy condoms and a Stouffer's meal and right. toilet, you know, a hundred other things to as if it's going <laughs> to mask the condom, you know. Maybe they won't notice. And also, the drugs I, I just always think the drugstore cashiers have seen everything. They sell everything. So I right. I, I can't imagine they care. Do you think well, they care? I would. Yeah. I think you'd get I, bored of it after a while though. I think you'd just I don't know.
1: Do you think so? Maybe. But it'd be fun to think about what what happens when they go home.
0: <laughs> what happens when the suppository depends people go home? I think we yeah. have a good idea of what happens.
1: You know, do they sit around saying, ooh, my breath feels really fresh <laughs> while they're crapping their pants?
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you uh, see the Married at First Sight Six Months Later uh, Ugh, episode? Yeah, I did. This was a two-hour special to cap the end of Married at First Sight, a show we've talked about here on the show a couple of times. And was it uh, two
1: hours? I watched it in ten minutes.
0: Well, I wish that I wish that I had. It was uh, it was pretty brutal at times, but there were some yes. good moments. I thought.
1: Yes, there were. There were. There were about four of them.
0: Yeah. So, so here's the problem: is if if you haven't watched the show. There's three couples. The show followed the same three couples throughout. I think it was an eight-episode season, or I think it was ten, actually ten episodes. And uh, they all were married at f- literally married at first sight. It was a legal yeah. marriage, uh, and then they spent five weeks together. And at the end of the five weeks, they decided whether to uh, divorce or not. Uh, if you want to watch the show, you might want to cover your ears for the next ten seconds. Two of the couples. Oh no,
1: no, no! Don't cover your ears. Don't watch it. Don't waste your time. Life is too short. <laughs> this show was absolute nonsense.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to give the result of the show now, so that's why I wanted to. Now people have been covering their ears for God knows how long. but uh,
1: <laughs> Which is exactly what we don't want them to do.
0: <laughs> right. So here are the results of the show. Two of the couples decided to stay married at the end of the five weeks, and one of them did not. And we had a reunion show this week. And right. you did not care for it. Now, what were the what were the moments that did stand out for you?
1: Well, one thing I didn't know was this: that Jamie had been on The Bachelor. Did you know that?
0: Okay, so that was very fishy. And I think this—I mean, the show is super like artificial throughout, um, which is something I find interesting. And we talked about that on the podcast uh, a couple months ago. But right, they did not tell us that that this one woman, yes, had been on The Bachelor before, was a reality show veteran. And, of course, they didn't tell us that because it completely taints your view of her activities.
1: I agree. I totally agree. I felt duped.
0: I did, too. I was... I was upset by that. I think it was a mistake, and I think it was pretty crappy of them to just sort of casually mention it in the reunion show as if it was just yeah. like, "Oh, as everybody knows." No, they didn't say that, and they edited around that, as we discovered. They edited around that in the uh, right. main episodes of the season, so that we wouldn't find that out. I think that's right. pretty crappy. Uh,
1: I think it. I think it was really. I think. I think it really tainted the whole thing and made me.
0: It tainted the whole... (laughs) It tainted something that was already pretty... Like, I didn't have very Uh, high expectations for the truth standards at Married at First Sight. In fact, I didn't think they could be lower until I found out about this, and I thought it was crap. Because you think these are six... Sure, they're insane to go on this show, but you think that they're six otherwise normal people, not media people. Right, right.
1: But given that they did all seem rather camera savvy looking back. Did you have that sense?
0: Well, the other thing that was interesting is in the reunion show, uh, Monet and Vaughn, the couple that hated each other, um, they discussed a couple times, Monet discussed how she was conscious of how she was the only black woman on the show and how right. she was con- conscious of representing the, uh, something you know being a symbol of something in that and so she tried to put her best uh, foot forward she talked about that and then they also talked about how vaughn wasn't comfortable with the quote-unquote filming process which is their needless code word for the cameras but he wasn't right. comfortable with the cameras uh but this is this is what i find fascinating about the show i really loved when they were talking about that that they were willing to talk about it on that meta level i thought it was interesting
1: yeah yeah. I'd also like to think that the four uh, air quote experts have had their careers flushed right down the toilet. Because <laughs> to associate yourself with that is just, it's so unprofessional. It's so wrong.
0: Well, I don't know that I am rooting for the destruction of their careers, but I do think it's, its uh, I don't oh, think come it reflects... On.
1: <laughs> would you go to any of those people for a piece of advice?
0: No, I would not. Right. Now, what did you think of Selfie, one of the two pilots we oh. viewed for our fall TV you preview?
1: Know, I'm so sorry that I've already used the word crap probably too many times in this. This really. This is what I wrote. My first line is. This is a steaming pile of dinosaur dung. And I think that's very apt because there wasn't one fresh joke. There wasn't one fresh premise. There, This, this is embarrassing. Uh,
0: well, uh, why don't you fill in the audience on the uh, premise of the show, what, what we're looking at here.
1: Well, here, very cleverly, the... Uh, lady of the show her name is eliza dooley and from that you can probably ascertain the whole rest of the pile of shit that this show is (laughs) this girl is was a real dweeb in high school and she got disgusted and turned herself into a real narcissistic beauty she finds out her Boyfriend is married, and the first repulsive thing is that she throws up all over herself, and no one will help her. And I really, really do hate a throw-up joke.
0: Oh, I, I was don't like throw-up. My stomach turned. She doesn't just throw up on herself; she throws up into two barf bags, and then the barf ah. bags collapse all over her body as she's walking down the aisle in the airplane. And while well, I found. To God, I found it odd that not only did nobody help her, but everybody laughed at her. People are unspeakably cruel at times in this uh, in this pilot.
1: And and let me just say, please, if you've ever touched one of those airplane barf bags, uh, they could contain a bomb. So yeah, it was a very thin premise. Yeah.
0: Don't say that the next time you're going through airport security. Just by the way, don't share that particular observation. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, you're right. That was that was uh, right. I didn't mean that. No, I
0: know, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay. so yeah, this is a Pygmalion, My Fair Lady story. They make the references rather overt so you can't miss it.
1: Right. You would you would have to have you would have to be four years old to miss To it. miss
0: it. Yeah.
1: So she finds that she doesn't really have any friends when she gets home. She has a lot of Uh, quote, friends on social media, but she realizes that they're not real friends. And she decides that the fella at the company that is to do some rebranding for a product that they manufactured could rebrand her.
0: Right, right.
1: Which he agrees to.
0: I find it kind of unseemly how the show really piles on uh, Eliza Dooley and makes her out to be a complete idiot, because clearly she's supposed to represent a certain generation of people, and I think it's just... I don't know. It's a little ugly at times.
1: Well, and I think she's uh, at the very far end of the spectrum, also. Well,
0: yeah, sure, but she's.
1: I did, I did think there was a very good word that came out of this, and I'm going to share that with you. Mm. And, uh, you know, I think it may be a word that even we could use in in our personal home. And that word was fart blanche. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I like that word. I, I think Daddy would like that word.
0: What is the definition of fart blanche?
1: Well, she used it in reference that somebody in the elevator had fart blanche. But, you know, maybe it could be a bargaining tool for me and Dad.
0: I see, I see. So you give him a night of fart blanche and accept for, uh, in exchange for something else.
1: Right, like maybe you will take me out to dinner tomorrow night or something. Oh, how
0: romantic. <laughs>
1: Well, we've been married 32 years. You yeah. know, these are the these are the deals that are made. Yeah,
0: that's kind of a perfect encapsulation of you know a 30 year marriage. Yeah, you're <laughs> going to have some gas, and you're going to have some nice moments too. And it's a literal <laughs> trade off.
1: There is still romance, so just let me tell you. Yeah. That, in case anybody's
0: worried, I have to say I I did like the actors. I did not like the script. Uh, I did not care for the show. I think it's it's uh, it's just too ham-fisted a parody of of social media, and I don't know how well the Pygmalion story holds up in a 2014 context.
1: Well, you know, I, I like to give things a grade.
0: You can give a grade. Go ahead. F
1: minus. <laughs>
0: Okay. Okay. Well, I guess I'd give it a C-. Well,
1: well, I would like to... I would want to know, then, what did you... He's, he is somebody. He's been on other shows.
0: Yeah, that's so that's John Cho as, the, as Henry, uh, the rebrander, and it's Karen Gillan as Eliza, and I like both of them. And you know who else I liked is David Harewood, uh, the guy from Homeland, who was the... I guess he was the CEO of the drug company or something like that. He ran the meeting, and he's the sort of weird boss character.
1: Oh, could there... Really? You talk about cliches.
0: Well, Are you going to
1: watch this show again?
0: I'm going to give it another chance. I don't think it's very good, but I'm going to give it another chance. Maybe they'll be able to pull it around.
1: There's so many good things on TV, though. Why would you waste your time?
0: (laughs) Well, because you know, internet media is something that's interesting—that's interesting to me. So I like to see how it's represented on this network show.
1: All right, I have a question for you about internet media. Mm-hmm. Okay, you put something up on Twitter last week that said, uh, "Did I use football twice in that last thing?" And I said, "No, for football, boom."
0: Right, right. And Which was very you, funny. And mm-hmm.
1: you retweeted that? I did. And did you, did I do it right? Yeah, of course. Did I respond to your tweet correctly? You did.
0: You are, a, you are quite a proficient tweeter.
1: Well, I don't know because I never saw that before, what you did.
0: Well, I don't imagine you're retweeted too often. How many followers do you have?
1: I don't have any idea.
0: So why don't you tell the uh, Twitter folks uh, what your Twitter handle is so they can follow you?
1: Yeah, I don't know what it is. I just told you. I, I know, but I didn't hear you.
0: <laughs> just so people know, this is like the fourth take of this particular exchange. <laughs> Ma, your Twitter handle is MoxieNH, M-O-X-I-E-N-H.
1: Okay. Okay? Yeah. So you remember that. Oh, I don't that. need to know it, right? I'm writing it down like I need to know it.
0: Well, it might be helpful to know it.
1: Well, not too many people ask me for it when I'm in CVS. <laughs>
0: Well, people might follow you now. You got thirty-three followers so far, and maybe you'll get more. Do you want people right. to follow you?
1: Oh yeah! I mean, I just don't think I'm very interesting.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, we won't set their expectations too high. But Mom's Moxie NH on Twitter. Uh, anything else you want to say about selfie?
1: Do you think we're going to talk about it again? I'll watch it again. No,
0: no, no. We're not going to talk about it again. It's not that interesting.
1: Lazy writing.
0: Did uh, should we move on to the drama that we watched together? Yes. Okay, this if Mom and I watched the pilot for Gotham, the new Fox drama, and uh, Ma, tell the folks all about it.
1: Well, it is the I had to, I still don't know how to say this word. Prequel.
0: Prequel, yeah.
1: to Batman. Okay I don't know what it what it will continue to be, but it was the very early years. Bruce Wayne, in this rendition, because we've seen this before there this was a movie
0: well you're we've seen a very similar rendition of Bruce Wayne's parents uh, being killed in the Tim Burton Batman movie right and in the first yes. uh, Christopher Nolan Batman movie although this one looked this one looked like a combination of the two frankly
1: yes and and, and I do have a question for you about that um uh, technically so let me just ask you that first mm-hmm. they had Cell phones, but the cars were all old. Oh, I
0: couldn't yeah.
1: tell when this took place.
0: You know, I was confused as well for that same reason. I didn't notice the cell phones. You know, I guess I noticed them unconsciously, but I think it's just—I think it's just stylized. I think they want to give you that feel of a yeah. quote unquote—and I hate to use this word—but quote unquote gritty uh, late seventies cop drama, right? But also have well, have it give it a modern feel too. So I think that's a that's a purposeful choice.
1: Well, you know, I am a great fan of Batman. I love Batman, mm-hmm. and and here's what I wrote my 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 uh, stamp at the top of this says "Dark and Delicious."
0: Oh, dark and so you really liked this?
1: I did like it. I was I was a little disappointed that I've seen it before. And, but then I said, "Just enjoy this for what it is." And so then I did, and it establishes the uh, relationship between—is it Detective Gordon?
0: I think it's. uh, I'm not sure, but Jim Gordon—he's—he's on the police force, at least. Yeah, maybe detective.
1: And Bruce Wayne.
0: Yes, young Bruce Wayne.
1: And they are becoming. uh, Well, I guess they will become partners to clean up the crime wave in Gotham.
0: Yeah, someday.
1: Someday, which I love. I love that word Gotham and and all that it embraces. And um, I thought this was very well done, but I could see where people might not love it. I loved it, but I can see where people that aren't great Batman fans might not care for it.
0: Well, I could see how Batman fans might not care for it too, because it's basically Batman minus Batman. Right?
1: Well, that that and it was very. Um, we, Daddy and I watch a lot of shows that have a lot of blood and and you know knives right, and right. guns, and this was very. That was very absent here. This was very. I don't know. What, would you say family oriented?
0: I don't know if I'd go so far as that, but it's it's certainly. It's tamer in terms of gore. There's really not as much uh, as much of that. It is fairly violent, I have to say. So I don't think it's... I still wouldn't watch it with kids. I mean, especially okay. like at the end, you know, Oswald Cobblepot slash Penguin. Uh, right. What is it? He slices that guy's neck, right? With right, yeah. With, with a fishing knife. And so I don't think it's quite a family show, but its it doesn't rely on gore and, and shock value to... Uh, to excite, and I I do like that. It really relies on style, and I'll be honest, I didn't always enjoy the style, but i I liked that. I liked that it had some ideas there.
1: I I agree. I agree, and I did like the style very much. You know, I liked the feel of it. I liked the I'm snuggled all under the the bed quilt, and I, this is dark and it's interesting and it's. It came, I don't know. I liked
0: it. Yeah. Who was your favorite of the so you s- start to see the uh Rogue's Gallery of villains coming into shape, right? We met um we even met Edward Nigma who is uh the someday alter ego of the Riddler. We met yeah. Oswald Cobblepot, the Penguin. We met um We met Selena Kyle, who's Catwoman. So we met, I mean, and they had to pack a lot into the first episode. Here's another case where the pilot, you know, maybe keep watching past the pilot if you find the pilot a little dull, uh, because they had to get a lot of work done, didn't they?
1: Yes. Yes, a lot of setting the stage, which I think they did a very nice job of.
0: Yeah, it's pretty efficient uh, in that respect. I'll tell you, the one casting choice I wasn't crazy about and this is a problem for me, was uh, Ben McKenzie as Jim Gordon. I thought he was dull.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I agree.
0: I don't need everybody to be a Breaking Bad anti-hero or, you know, a Don Draper, what have you, but I would like a little bit of layering to this character. And, you know, toward the end of the episode, he had to do some... He had to at least pretend to do some things. He wasn't... Uh, that really made a stomach turn, some ugly things. Right. So maybe there's going to be some layers to him, but he just seems so milquetoast to me. Oh, the good guy who's going to clean up the the police department. We haven't, you know, haven't seen that before.
1: Well, you know, I don't know that he was ever a very interesting character.
0: Well, no, but if you're going to make him the centerpiece of this new show, I think that maybe you need to pump a little more Just pump a little more variety into him, a little more humanity, and something to attenuate the just pure White Knight goodness of him.
1: So you feel like this show is going to be centered around him and not the the growth of Bruce Wayne into Batman? I do. Oh. Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. I don't think it's going to be about Batman, if that's what you're hoping for.
1: Mm. Well, that is what I'm looking for, because I... You know, I told you that I started to watch, what is it, the, the 60s or the 70s Batman again?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, and, and Detective Gordon never gets the job done. You know, he's no. sort of a buffoon.
0: <laughs> well, he's Commissioner Gordon in that one, right?
1: Commissioner, that's the word I'm looking for.
0: Yeah, he's a detective in this show, in most Batman uh, fiction. He's the he's a commissioner.
1: And And, you know, not that good at
0: it. No, completely incompetent.
1: So why wouldn't that follow for this show?
0: Well, over time and in the Christopher Nolan movies did this little too, um, they've made Gordon more of an active player and less of an incompetent. I mean, this happened in the comic books first. I shouldn't say it was the movies, but in terms of you know, sort of mass media um, beyond comic book fandom, we've seen that transformation too. He's not the bumbling uh, commissioner anymore.
1: All right. Well, I like this. I I would watch it because I would pretty much watch anything.
0: So even though it's not going to be about Batman? Right. Okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed the movie that was that's the prequel or whatever that is. I enjoyed that even though when I went to the movies, I didn't know what I was going to see.
0: Batman Begins or what?
1: Oh, uh, I don't know. One of those. Okay. <laughs> Not too good with the name.
0: That's all right. Okay, so you're going to keep watching Gotham, it sounds like.
1: I definitely will. I definitely will watch that. How about you? Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, come on. You're not going to watch this, but you're going to watch Selfie?
0: Well, I'm going to take another look at Selfie. I'm not going to watch it on a regular basis, I don't think. But, you know, I'll check in with it again down the line. This, I don't... It feels too much like... I do appreciate the style of it, but it feels too much like a... uh, feels too much like Batman without Batman to me to be frank. Okay. Uh and it feels um it feels too much like a CBS crime procedural too. It's not oh, that. Oh. It's not that, but it feels a lot like that to me. So I found right. myself a little bored to be honest. You're done. Well, no, I think I'll 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 check in on Gotham again too. And I will say that I think Gotham is a couple rungs above uh Selfie for sure. Okay. Like it's it's well, it's a, it's a quality show.
1: Yeah, it's a quality show.
0: So far, at least.
1: Right. I liked it. I liked it. Well, I'm I, glad I, I
0: could get you turned on. And you got to see it before anyone else. How exciting is I that? I
1: did. I did. I was very happy about that. i love to see something before everyone else. <laughs> Good.
0: All right. Should we do a couple more TV pilots uh, for the, you know, the season's kicking off this week? But
1: uh, Yeah, I would love to. Okay.
0: Okay, so we'll pick a couple of TV shows to talk about next time then. We'll continue our uh, review of the new fall TV premieres. Hey, thanks, Ma.
1: Hey, thank you, but we'll think about a contest for next time.
0: Oh, we forgot a contest. Dang it.
1: Uh, and You know, I have a prize. But...
0: Okay, we'll think about we'll a contest.
1: Do it. We'll do it next time. We'll think about That's it. That's
0: right. All right, for Bonnie Tatey, I am John Tatey. This has been Mom on Pop. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again in two weeks. So long for now.